0: Podcast is part of the
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. So yeah, we've talked about the goods, what about the bad? Who are the three weakest players
2: for the campaign? So first one I would probably bring up is uh Junior Marias. At the start of the season, um for quite a few games, I couldn't understand why we'd sign him. He I did not see a football player in there at all. Uh, he, every time he kind of came off the bench, it looked like he wasn't quite sure where he was supposed to be playing. Like he would Run, like follow the ball and then the ball would go the other way and you just see him look at where the ball had went and try and run that way again he didn't really have a position and then I think it was against Hamilton he had an outstanding game you were like "Oh, where's this player been but he's only shown it maybe like three games this season uh, and there's definitely a player in there and I would persevere with him but he needs to just show it a wee bit more. I don't know if he's maybe better at more of a striker than and we've been trying to push him back in a midfield, sort of attacking midfield role. But um, I think it was the game against Hibs when we were 2-0 up, he, he made two mistakes that led to their goals uh, for them to come back into it. And it seemed he was not very good at his sort of the midfield defensive duties that we were trying to get him to play in. And uh, we probably should have played him a bit more up front. So... Maybe in the future, but as the way the, the season was going, he was probably one of our weaker links. Not yeah, the weakest. There's still uh, more to come. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> I was going to say Marais. I've, I've never been impressed when I've seen him. I think he's just—I think I described him once in an article. Just a big lump, uh, or a wee lump as he is, because he's uh, well, he's about as wide as
2: he's, a, as a, he's a wee big lump. He's uh, a weirdly shaped player, um, but yeah, but that he's was like, a little
1: bit as broad as he is tall.
2: Yeah, and like I honestly just couldn't understand how he'd made it in football. And when we signed him from Northampton a lot, and Northampton fans were like, "He's going to score a barrel load in Scotland." I think that might have just been like. English fans would say that it's, but anybody playing in England nah, It's ridiculous um, how
1: low you can get in England with their fans still so like think coming up here other players are going to stroll it it's like unless you are a championship team I don't think you can say that with any sort of confidence and yeah. even then there's been some uh, Well, Connor Washington gave a championship team scored uh, like three times all season mm-hmm. I think two of them were penalties so uh, four times four times four four two times. were penalties <laughs> so uh, brilliant yeah what a player championship in England what a league uh, uh, who were the other two then so if it's uh, Julian Rice isn't the worst no. uh,
2: what is well, uh, first one, Tony Andrew, Like, yeah. was kind of... When we signed him, I thought, you know, that's not a bad player that we signed there, but he just... It seemed like he didn't care. There were so many games where he just strolled about or we would be chasing a goal and he'd be on the bench and we'd bring him off the bench and he just looked like it was... He wasn't trying. He was just sort of floating about. Like, he had no pace about him. Um, pretty sure he took a penalty at one point and completely hashed that up. Um He just seemed a bit of a liability. And then when he got the ball, he tried to do too much. Like he'd rather than make a pass, he would run into a player or he'd give the ball away very easily. Just not the player he used to be at all. Um, But again, there is a bit of frustration in there that there was a player at one point and he did show it against, I remember it was the Scottish Cup game against Motherwell, the four-each game. He came off the bench when it was four each, and he actually was trying. He was running after every ball. Um, he was making a bit of a like a nuisance of himself, which is all he can kind of ask. But it's the only time he's really ever shown it. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: I think Andrew. We've talked about this before. He it seems like he's just not, not been the same player since he had a, a bad injury at Coventry, and. Mm-hmm. When Simons signed him, I didn't think it was a good sign because I'd seen him play for Aki's a few times last year, and I thought he, he looked pretty poor. He looked a shadow of him for myself, so I just couldn't see how moving away from a club that he had had success at before to one that he had, you know, hadn't joined previous, so I just couldn't see how that was going to go right. And yeah, safe to say it didn't. <laughs> Although he kept uh, kept playing for the most part, just because I think because of your lack of options and attack. Yeah,
2: that's really it. Uh, he's been released now, so clearly at least Goodwin's also seen that as well. <laughs>
1: Right, and so who's the who, t- who takes the prize for worst,
2: assuming it wasn't Andre? Uh, Callum Waters. It um, is a position where most teams that have beat us, like thoroughly beat us, spotted that as a weakness and used it to their strength. Um, I think the worst game that he had was against Hearts in the 5-2 game. Ick Piezu ran rings around him, and that shows you how bad Callum Waters had that game. <laughs> um he's had these moments like the best game he probably has played again was against Hearts there on the 1-0. I even text my pal in the group chat just saying, Wallace is playing really well? Um, uh, Like, a few fans like him. My mate. I quite like him. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm I I also do a podcast uh, with a mate who absolutely hates him and I mentioned that you've had him ranked ninth. In the top, on <laughs> the top left backs of the league, and they were like, "Who's behind them?" <laughs> um, maybe it's something we we, we don't see that, that other teams other teams fans kind of see, where they think there might be a bit of a player in there. I can't see it. He, he's either too tight on a get on someone, which he was with like, Ike Piazu. He, he was on him like right away, and Ike piezo just kept running by him.
1: That's the one thing you can't do, Ike Piazu. He's getting yeah. tight on him.
2: Like, let him defend himself. Just stand away and let him do whatever he wants because he's not going to do much. No, because it's... it's always shite. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I don't know if he got feedback with that because then in the next few matches, he wasn't tight enough on players and it seemed a lot of goals were leaked via him. Uh it's definitely a position... I think he's going back to Komarok anyway. Um, definitely a position we need to improve in the future. But yeah... It, I think most Munn fans will also agree with me that if I had to pick the biggest, the weakest link in our team, it was Callum Waters.
1: Oh, well. Uh, well maybe that's a shocker for me, and Joe. We'll, we'll see, time will tell. I'm not going <laughs> to sell all my Callum Waters stock uh, just because just cause you and your fellow buddies uh, can't see his awesome potential. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jack Morelos and Barisic are the good guys. Talk us through your rubbish. The, the weakest three uh, players that... Uh, so I want guys who at least played a, a decent amount. I don't want some... I don't know if you had any yeah. jobbers and played one or two games, but uh, I want yeah, guys yeah, no, who no, at well, least been around the squad a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, I was thinking that when I was trying to think about this, I mean, obviously we've got loads of guys who just, you know, because we've got a squad that's far too big, we've got loads of guys that just didn't really contribute at all and that's... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't really include them, but with the exception, potentially, of the worst player, which will we'll come on to last. But I'd say... Probably in terms of a guy who did play a lot, um, and then was a problem for us, I would say Nikola Katic, which is he's always still like a favourite uh, with a lot of Rangers fans. I, I don't get it. I think he's a big problem uh, for the way that we want to play. Uh, he's just not good enough on the ball, and it's a massive, massive problem he's Like a man down in possession really because he just will not it 's either a case that he can't see the pass or he can and he 's too scared to play it, but he just he just will not play the passes that made to eh, we need them to play, and it makes us, it makes us far too easy to play against, I think domestically because if you if you know there's a guy who eh, just cannot play the way that the rest of the team is trying to play, then it 's pretty easy for a team to set up a you know a pressing regime which makes it difficult to, for us to play properly. So, I would say that. I mean, defensively, he's he's fine. You know, he has his moments, uh, but generally speaking, he's fine. Uh, you know, and, and and a team that was defending deep, I think he'd be outstanding. Um, and actually, you know, I think he could. I, I don't think I would have any qualms with him being able to play sort of, you know, in the Premier League in England or whatever. If it was a team that had no interest in, uh, you know, maybe a team like Burnley or something like that that aren't really trying to uh, to keep the ball and. Um, He's sort of siege defending, I think he's he's excellent at it, but that's not the way that we're going to play for eighty percent of a season. And it's just I don't think he's good enough. So I, I'd be keen to sell him if uh, an offer. Uh, there's some chat that a team in I think Dijon in France maybe were in from I don't know if that will come to anything, but but yeah, I'd be keen to, to move him on. Um, another player to who's already left uh, is a uh, who really. Didn't, my expectation was, was Ojo, uh, Shea Ojo. Just started pretty well um, and then just really, you know, by, I think, the goal, scored that goal against Feinerd, which came after a sort of, you know, he he'd sort of faded a wee bit since his initial start and they scored that goal against Feyenoord. That felt like it would be, uh, you know, a big moment for him and he'd, he'd come back again uh, and then he just didn't uh, and really never... You know, I don't think he impacted any game after that point. Um, and it, you know, if we'd had him and Kent at the same time both playing well, I think that would have made a huge difference to us, but we never had that. And it was that it was probably that right attacking position, which was our biggest problem over the season. Um and you would know, we tried various players and I think we've got about we must have at least twelve players that would probably you know, could play there, or we consider that their best position in the squad, which is ridiculous. But none of them are very good at it, so that is a huge problem for for this season coming. Is that we need uh, we need to work out what we're doing on that on in that position. And obviously, saying Hadji, I don't know if he's the guy to play there. I think he's certainly a guy that I'm happy with signed, and uh, he should be playing every week, I think, but not necessarily in that position. So, so yeah, that that's he he leaves and. and leaves a sort of a hole because uh, I think he was meant to be the start of the starter in that position but they had to abandon, uh, abandon him pretty quickly um, so, so yeah I would have him second um, and yeah worst player by distance I would say this season and, and probably the one that's cost us the most uh, he didn't play that much but John Flanagan an absolute disgrace of a footballer and man uh, probably my least favourite uh, Rangers player since Ian Black and I don't say that lightly um, just he only played five league games for us this season we only won two which for a Rangers team is shocking uh, certainly as dominant as we were he, uh, all, you know, he he was I think he was a sign that you, you can't have a, a backup player that is so different certainly a team, you know, a team of, of Rangers um, resources should not have a backup player pretty much your first backup in two positions uh, who's Interpretation of the role is so different to the to the two that normally start, um, because obviously, obviously when he's playing left back, he's right footed, so he can't play the way Barisic plays, and that would be, you know, th- that would be his own problem. But even when he play he's meant to be a, you know, right back by trade, but he can't play football in in a way an attacking fullback tries to play. So he just it doesn't work. He's like, he is he, he's another man down in possession, um, and. And I really think you know starting him uh, away at Tynecastle uh, in the week game, you got hold off at half time. Never played for us again, um, thankfully. But you know that, I think that decision cost us that game. Even though it was it was nil nil half time, I, I just think starting with him made the team play badly, and then we never actually started playing in that game. Um, so yeah, I, I think that really uh, him playing really caused us uh, issues even if he didn't play that many games this season. Every game he played it, it was a problem pretty much. Um, bar absolute, you know, the, I think the two games we won were like Samir in the home and, uh, which was only 1-0 and he was rubbish and uh, Hibs at home which we won 6-1 where the, the team were brilliant so he never really had to do anything. Um, every other game was a problem. I think he started away at We Drew, he uh, started against Celtic uh, which seems a- Bizarre, looking back at it now because I'm actually just fit for that game. We started Flanagan first. Because Flanagan actually started the season as uh, first choice left back, um, and uh, you know, especially Flanagan and Katic playing together on the left hand side of the defence. It was just you know, it was way too easy to set up a team to to just let that side of the defence have the ball, uh, and and they couldn't play. So, so yeah, delighted that he's no longer uh, sullying our club with his presence.
1: Right. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get let's get this foreplay out of the way. Let's get down to the real. Uh, let's get down to the real fucking.
3: <laughs> yes. Come on. We've fluffed right. about for a little bit. Let's thumb us a softy.
1: Right. Uh, okay. Who are the weak? <laughs> this is fucking hard. Uh, who are the weakest three players for the last campaign? If you had to pick just three.
3: It's like the like the obvious one for me is uh, Pereira. Like. We can we can vamp about that shit all night. Berra uh, was toilet to like an un- uncomprehensible level. Like he was just insanely bad. And uh, I I picked him at the start of the season like to be like quite good and like about men, but Uchi was fucking terrible as well. Like that the the attempt at controlling the ball at like, McDermott Park basically summed up Ucci's season. Three of them were fucking terrible. I was close to the vinegars when Berra went away. I was just like,
1: oh yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> did could you admit could you believe them at Hearts fans who were kinda like, we should have kept Berra after uh, <laughs> after
3: January. I'm not wanting like lynch the next time we go to tankers right? But a lot of Hearts fans are fucking idiots. <laughs> like Be- like Berra was like he did like so Levine's like first full season, like when Berra was just fucking un- like almost unplayable. Like, he won everything and he was just he was great. But then he fucked himself by going back to it and, like and he should have, and management should have been like, look, you've you've lost a yard. We need to sort of like limit your minutes and start maybe using you as a, as a sub or playing you like every other game or against certain types of teams. But we just persevered with Berra and it had such a, a negative impact on him that he just declined at an, an alarming rate.
1: And uh, Uchi, have you do you follow Uchi on Instagram?
3: Uh, no, he started doing like a lot of God bothering stuff and I was <laughs> like
1: this He is, a, he is quite Take nice. top off and do a press up, that's all I want to see He is quite his faith What I, what I don't like for instagram is does a lot of videos of him uh, doing a lot of weight stuff and doing a lot of running stuff and it's like can you please practice with well, football, please? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's you're not, you not—you don't really need to be better at running and, and being strong you're, both, you're quite good at both of them but you can't yeah, trap man. a ball but that like hundred you uppy challenge
3: thing appeared at the start of lockdown. I noticed Uchi never did that because he probably <laughs> took one attempt and like murdered a, a small child with a stray ball.
1: Right, uh, right. We named, three, we named three weak players there and somehow didn't uh, mention like Laurent Demour or <laughs> something. Oh, like well, yeah, you know, like that. The the weak player list is almost like it's
3: like you know, like the comedy cartoons. Like you unveil a scroll and it just goes on forever. That's what it's like with Hearts players that were bad this season.
2: Podcast Network.